Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters. Well, welcome back to another show on Your Story with Melinda. And this show is going to be a good and informative show. Because here's the thing. Many Christians are unknowingly facing attacks while others are aware of them but don't know how to fight. And sadly, the existence of spiritual warfare is a reality that every Christian must face. But here's the thing. There is hope in God because my guest, Linda Shepherd Evans is here to walk us through some of the spiritual battles of her own and share with us how the enemy can attack, but how we and how she even defended herself and fought for victory. We're going to come away with a greater understanding of the spiritual battles that we face and how we can overcome them. Linda Shepherd Evans is the author of over 30 books. She is the co-author of the popular series, The Potluck Club and Potluck Catering Club. She is an international speaker, media personality, TV personality. She is one busy lady, and she's with me to share about her thoughts on spiritual warfare and how to put on the armor of God. Linda, welcome to the show. I am very glad to be here. Linda, share with me your own story with your spiritual battles and the warfare you have been through on your journey thus far. Well, sure. I was your typical average Christian. I loved the Lord very much. I never really had much pushback from Him until I began to step into my purposes. And the first time that happened to me at 19 years old, I was a summer missionary, and we were uh, going around the great state of Texas doing vacation Bible schools, my partner and I, and we figured out that uh we would see the most trouble on an, on an adventure to a new town when the Lord was going to move more mightily. There was a direct correlation. So when we would lose our luggage and everything would go wrong, we would just laugh and say, well, God is really going to move now. We can already tell the enemy has already showed his hand, kind of like he did earlier today. The enemy has showed his hand, and this means the victory is sweeter. And so in my own uh, life, um, I have dealt with a lot of warfare. Uh, Thirty years ago, my uh, daughter was thrown into the freeway in a violent car crash and uh, spent a year in coma. And I have to tell you, God used that in my life to teach me all of these wonderful prayer secrets that I write about. And my daughter uh, lived a life of such purity and beauty. Here she was, this beautiful disabled person, fulfilling her purpose, which was to love and be loved. And she fulfilled that purpose until only just recently when she had her Heaven Day in July. And, you know, when she was in coma, she came back and expressed heaven to us, that she had been in heaven, and we know that she's returned there. And we miss her, and uh, grief is also a battle for me right now, but I'm winning that battle, pushing through it, because I know where my daughter is, 
and I know that the enemy can't hurt her anymore, and she is doing fantastic in heaven. And so I'm doing well here, too, and, and, and I am so happy to share this message about pushing through these hindrances and these battles. Otherwise, we're nothing but sitting ducks for the enemy. Linda, so how would you explain what spiritual warfare is for people who have never even heard that language before? And is everything that happens to us that is bad a spiritual attack of the enemy? What are your thoughts? Well, the, uh, the spiritual warfare, the, uh, Jesus said that we have an enemy. And it says in Peter that he goes around like a roaring lion looking for whom he can devour. And so that could lead to a lot of fear and trembling. But the good news is we have already won the battle, but we have to act like it. And the way we act like it is we put on the armor of God, basically if I were to say it in like a one-word sentence, I would say, we put on Jesus. We go out of our door with Jesus on, because he's in us when we ask Jesus into our hearts to forgive us of our sins, and then we can step into him. So this is a beautiful thing. He is in us, and we can put him on just like armor, and go out and do the things that he has called us to do. And um, if you look at what the armor is, it's reminding us who we are. It's reminding us of our identity in Christ. The helmet of salvation, for example, we are saved. When we ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins and to be the Lord of our lives, we are saved. Righteousness, we're not going forth in our old dirty rags of our own sin. We are being viewed uh, by God through the righteousness of Jesus, the perfection of Jesus. So we don't have to listen to the enemy when he says, who do you think you are? You're not good enough. Nobody loves you. God doesn't even love you. Those are lies. So we can push those aside because our righteousness is in Jesus. We can put on truth. We have to have truth to go out into this world. That's the main lie of the enemy is um, to deceive people, to deceive people about God's love for them, about uh, who they are in him. I mean, that's his main thing. So if we can put on the truth of Christ, we can defeat a lot of the warfare right there. And then the peace of the gospel, putting on the shoes of the peace of the gospel, that is awesome. When you walk into any situation in peace, then you're not going to get caught up in all the drama, and you're going to be a calming influence. And so just like you and I, we did not lose our cool when we couldn't connect at first. We just laughed and said, boy, this is going to be a great interview, and we walked forth in peace. And then uh, the next thing is the shield of faith, which is God is the author and perfecter of our faith, and just believing him, just believing him that he's going to, Get it. He's going to take care of it. He's going to win the battle. And then the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God empowered by the Holy Spirit, a very powerful Mm. weapon. So when the enemy comes to us and says, God doesn't love you, we can say, wait a minute, God is love. So, of course, he loves me, and that's a scripture. We can quote those scriptures back to him and use that in a powerful way. And so... Moving in the armor of God, moving in warfare means we are going to defeat the enemy who is trying to push back 
against our purposes in God. So, Linda, it's not necessarily that every time something horrible happens, like circumstantial or situational, that's necessarily spiritual warfare, but it could be how we view ourselves, how we see ourselves, how the, the running commentary in our head about ourselves that are what you're saying, essentially lies of the enemy and not and and not the truth from God. Or is it a balance? Like when we think about spiritual battles, it can be that, but it also can be situational, circumstantial things that happen to us? It can be a lot of different okay. things. Um, the enemy likes to mess with our heads. You know, it can yeah. be anything from grief. I could get caught up in grief and not move forward in my identity and purposes in Christ. Mm-hmm. It can be not knowing who you are. In Christ, it can be thinking that what you do doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. or who you are doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. to the kingdom. There are a lot of ways the enemy can push back. He can whisper lies to your heart. He can even help uh, create strife in your relationships. All of these things can be spiritual battles. But here's the good news. All things work for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. So no matter what the situation is, um, for example, I was talking to a woman who had adopted four children, and they brought her great pain and heartache in her life. And she said that her youngest confronted her and said to her, Mom, I am so sorry for all the things that I did and all the grief I caused you. And she said, No, I want to thank you for being who you are. Because of you, I learned how to fall on my knees and pray, Mm -hmm. and I drew nearer to the Lord than I could have ever have imagined. And so the warfare serves a purpose beyond belief. It's to draw us nearer to the Lord who loves us. So the enemy's messing with us, but at the same time, the Lord is equipping us and drawing us closer to Him. Now, Linda, why do you think many Christians, followers of Jesus, knew um, in the middle of their journey, have been on the journey for a long time, don't have, maybe it's this, as I listen to, you know, there's there's a lot of passion and conviction, but a lot of us, you know, who are listening would say, I don't have that kind of passion, conviction, or intention that every time I wake up, that I'm thinking it's a spiritual battle and I need to put on the armor of God. Like, it was a great verse. I remember it in Sunday school. You know, we physically would put on the helmet and we would quote it or we would learn our, you know, our, our Bible sword drills because we knew the verse. But what has happened, because I don't really, that conversation or that idea doesn't come up in a lot of, you know, my own conversations with my own friends that are Christian. You know what I mean? I, we don't really talk a lot about it. Why, why do you think? Why do you think it's not on the high priority list for us? Well, I think that, you know, we get into our routines and uh, we don't really, we're not looking beyond the moment of uh, purpose. And I think the per- I think the whole warfare bit is about our purpose and our identity. And so it's kind of like, you know, I have this running allegory throughout each chapter about a, a slave who becomes set free by a great prince. She thinks the battle is won, but the enemy is still lurking around, still trying to capture her, still trying to tell her that she's still a slave, and she has to learn how to use um, 
all the different pieces of armor to defeat the enemy uh, so she can continue her purpose, which is a lot like my daughter's purpose, Mm -hmm. to love and to be loved, which is a beautiful purpose. We all have that purpose. Even if you think, well, I'm not going to do anything great. I'm not going to write a book. I'm not going to do blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Still have a great purpose to love others in your life and to be loved by others in your life. And that's a purpose that you can live into. Mm-hmm. And so uh, sometimes um, one of the warfares is spiritual blindness. And maybe if you aren't impacted by the urge to do something or to push back against the enemy, maybe you've been lulled into a place of complacency, blindness, if you will, that what you do and what's happening in your life doesn't really matter to God. And so maybe you just need a little bit of a a wake up and, and say, yes, everything you do matters. Everything has intention in with the spirit of god and purpose in the spirit of god your life is so important because you are the only light that a lot of your neighbors and friends and family will ever see you may be the only bible that they will ever read Mm -hmm. and so when you wake up in the morning and you say i am stepping into your will today lord please go with me into my day You've really put on the armor of God just by praying that simple prayer, and now you're more aware and awake to your purpose and destinies, and you can watch out for those opportunities to love and care for the people that God has put in your life. Mm -hmm. See, that's, you know, I love that. I think that's a good point. I think complacency as Christians, you know, we've seen that in, in many churches, in many circles where, you know, we do church on the Sunday we live a good life, we're good to people. We might have even made a decision for Jesus, but that's as far as it goes. I think the other thing is, for some people, when you start talking about spiritual battle warfare, in my own experience, Linda, people have been a little freaked out, and they've been a little scared to go there, and they don't want to be, everything's this, this spiritual battle, but they also don't understand it. And when you don't know something, you don't engage with it or connect with it or you know are intentional or fight through it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm thinking just through my own experiences, you know, with church and with, you know, many of my friends and, and people that I come into contact with in their own spiritual journey. Would you say that? I mean, because I think I'm just trying to get into our listeners are broad in their in their spiritual journey and faith. And so I'm just sort of like wanting your thoughts about about that. And I think maybe the urgency on that we need to have a different mindset as we go about our day with Christ. Well, you know, I hear what you're saying. And, and number one, there's no reason to be afraid right? because yes, Jesus absolutely. is the victory. He mm-hmm. is the victory. We're already in the battle, whether we've realized it or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're at the point where we're being complacent and we need to wake up. And then when we do wake up, I mean, if you've got kids, you know you've got to pray. Mm-hmm. You've got to pray for those kids because look at all the things that they face that we never faced when we were kids. Mm-hmm. We have to pray for their soul and, and pray for them for their battle. I mean, there there are battles. If you've got kids, you know that there are school kids. You know that there are battles out there. Um, and so we just have to be alert and not be afraid. This is not like inviting demons into your life. No, mm-hmm. this is like putting up a barrier and saying, I am protected by Jesus, and I'm going to go forth and do everything he's called me to do, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be who he's called me to be. And that's what we want. 
And whether that's just to give an encouraging word to somebody at work who is so desperate you have no idea, you would never know, and you give them an encouraging word, you might have saved their life for all you know. But you need to do and be all that God has called you to do and be, and you can only do that when you put on the armor of God or when you say, God, I'm walking with you, I'm walking in you, Uh, I am in you, you are in me, and together we are going to walk through this life's journey and we're going to make a difference for the kingdom. It's awesome. Your spirit and your passion in this, you know, Linda, is so encouraging. And I think for a lot of people to just to see life in that different way. I, would, I want to ask you this. People who are listening are probably thinking, you know, I feel that, you know, I've got that, Linda. Um, I, I do the prayers. I actually, you know, I put on the armor. But my life is hard. I feel like I'm entrenched in these spiritual battles every day. And I just don't feel like I'm going anywhere. And, I, you know, I read the scriptures and, you know, and I read in the Psalms that, He'll cover me with his wings and nothing will harm me. And and then, you know, I, I say his love endures forever and that he'll never leave me and I'll be strong, you know, like an eagle and all these things. I don't feel it. I don't I look at my life and it doesn't reflect, you know, the belief that I have that it's true. What do you say to them with that? Because I've seen some of those people where they seem to have such a hard, hard life and it's always like they're just fighting through all the difficulty. What would you say to them? Well, at at that point, okay, number one, this is not yet heaven, and there are... (laughs) Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) Right. We're not going to have in heaven. Yes. And uh, that's even beyond the warfare bit. Yeah. There are sorrows here. There's death here. When we get to heaven, there will no longer be death. Mm. There's, There's suffering here. There's sin here, and sin, our own sin, and sins of others, the things that others have done to us. And so what we have to do is learn how to walk in love and walk in love and, and not only love, the, really what we're ba- here's what we're really battling for. We're battling for the fruit of the Spirit. Hmm. We're battling for all of those wonderful things, love, peace, joy, long-suffering, kindness, patience, all of those things. That's what the battle is for. And when we begin to move in joy, let's say, for example, let's take a look at me. I just lost my beautiful 30-year-old daughter the day mm. after her birthday. Mm. I, could, I could say, I give up. The battle's not worth it. I could say, this sorrow is too much. Or I could say, you know what? I have my days that aren't so great. But I choose joy, Mm -hmm. and I choose to trust God. And I know that even when I have a hard day, I'm going to keep walking with God, and I'm going to step my way to joy. Because it's not about circumstances. Nobody has perfect circumstances. Mm -hmm. It's about choosing to trust God. It's about choosing joy. It's about choosing peace putting on the gospel of the shoes of peace. And that's what it's about. Because wouldn't it be nice if we could control everything in our lives <laughs> and we could have like, oh my goodness, somebody just deposited $10,000 in your checking account. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Awesome? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, I would love it too. <laughs> but, that, but that's not where the joy is. 
The joy is saying, what, I have a $10,000 bill from the hospital I didn't expect? Well, I'm going to trust you, God. God, I'm going to give you this bill. I dedicate this bill to you, and I'm going to ask you to help me figure out how to pay it and, and to take care of this bill for me. And I'm going to trust you with this bill. This doesn't mean I'm going to go out and run up my credit card even more. Yeah. It's fun, but I'm going to trust God. And that's where, pardon me, that's where the joy is. Absolutely, that's where the yeah. Peace is. That's where the trusting God is. And you know what, Linda? I think that is so powerful and so right on. Because we say a lot of times we trust him. But if you look at our lives, and I say this, and I'm speaking for myself because I don't want to project and speak for others. But I think there's a lot of people the same as me that, you know, we're like, we trust him, we have faith in him. But do we or do I control or try to control my circumstances so much? Do I, you know, make things happen and work really hard to make things happen and yet still say, you know, oh, I trust you, God. And the only time I go to him is to pray and ask him for things rather than to say, actually, God, help me grow my faith and my trust. And you know what I mean? I think that is so key for us as Christ followers that there's this choice. Because I've heard too many times people saying, well, that's my lot in life. Well, that's what happened to me, so now I'm a victim. Or, you know, these circumstances have put me in this situation, and so, you know, that's who I am. And I've had to say, Linda, you know, but it's not. It's not at all. It is a lie from the enemy, and it's a choice to change that thinking. It's a choice to, I love that, choose peace and choose, you know, joy and to choose love and to choose all those things of what you've mentioned before, of the fruits of the Spirit. I, I think that's such a good reminder for every one of us that it's choice as we wake up every day, you know, choice to put on the armor of God, a choice to change our mindset towards Him and toward, right. you know, I, that's so good. So good, Linda. Yeah. Look at me. I'm sitting here. My producer, you know, Kirk is like, okay. <laughs> Hands in the air, Linda. I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, I wish we could see you. <laughs> I know. Me too. But We can in our mind's eye. <laughs> yes. So talk to me about that because I think, you know, it's you said it so brilliantly about the choice. But how did you personally just mm. – begin that because you know as you did share and thank you for being so open and vulnerable about that as you grieve your daughter you know sometimes she's like but I can't I don't want to choose it's easier for me to just you know blank out and just feel numb and and I know those are real things and we and we do those things well there are days you have to have the chocolate haagen dazs oh yes please (laughs) (laughs) and the whole tub to yourself you know that that uh, all I can do, I have one of these beautiful coloring Bibles, and mm. especially in the days after Laura died, I would just color my Bible. I would color the promises. It was mm. all I could do. The, it was the only thing I could do to stay sane and, and to get through the day. But, but beyond that, I have a choice. I could say, isn't my life pitiful? My daughter was thrown out of a car. She lived for 28 years following, and then she died. I am a victim. This is pitiful. But number one, I'm not going to dishonor God like that Mm. because, and I'm not going to dishonor my daughter's life like that because we chose victory and Mm. we chose to win the battle. And the way that I'm winning the battle is I'm choosing to trust God even when it hurts. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing peace. Even when I'm, I have tears in my eyes, I am choosing joy, even when all I want to do is eat more ice cream. 
<laughs> I am choosing those things. And as I choose those things, I can turn around and I can look at my life and go, wow, look at all the miracles I've experienced in my life. So many times that the Lord healed my daughter and gave her more days with us until I believe it was it was it was her proper time to go with him when she left. I think that all of our days are numbered, and that was her day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I was there. Listen to this. I was there as my daughter died. It took her 13 hours to go from life into death. And I got to to just talk to her about the joy of heaven, about what she could expect in heaven, who was already there waiting for her, and how she knew Jesus, and she had no reason to be afraid. I got to pray peace over her. Mm. I got to read the scripture promises of heaven to her. For 13 hours, she hung on every word I said. And then finally, we prayed for peace. I said, Jesus cannot wait to see you. Your grandpa cannot wait to see you. And I said, the angels are here to take you, and it's your turn. It's you can go now. And she just leapt with a smile on her face. She just leapt into eternity. It was the most beautiful thing. You cannot take that away from me. Mm -hmm. You cannot take the beauty of my daughter's life, the meaning and the purpose of her life, and her beautiful triumphant entry into heaven away from me. Sure, I can see myself as a victim, but I don't. I choose to see myself as a victor through Christ. Oh, amen. That tremendous. I think for anybody who picks up your, your book, Winning Your Daily Spiritual Battles, uh, living empowered by the arm of God, and just hearing, you know, just a part of your story, Linda, it's so inspiring because I think when people can hear someone who has gone through loss, you know, you can't sit back and say, well, you know, she doesn't know about my life because I think even for myself, as as I opened up, you know, the last number of years about, you know, the old, my own losses and pain that I've had to journey through and, and as I opened up to people and shared that, the big lesson as well for me is, as I learned a lot about myself and about my relationship with Jesus was, you know, the choice to choose a couple things, you know, to get up and to say that I'm worthy and that I'm enough and that he knows me and loves me as I am and that he has a hope and plan for me and that I'm not, you know, I'm not out. And then the second thing is the, you know, the choice every day to look at my life. And I love that, to choose the fruits of the Spirit. I think that we need to start talking about those more often, you know, like the love and, and you know, joy and peace and, and patience, the good things, because I think the world sure, sure needs some good news, you know? Well said. Yeah. And so, but you're part of that sister. And I think that, you know, your words are a gift to us and I, your passion is a gift. So I just want to thank you. I, I think that as people pick up your book and they can pick it up at your website, is that right? Shepro.com? They can, or they can get it on Amazon and their local Christian bookstores will carry it. Okay. So local Christian bookstores and you speak. And so people can reach out to you too and call you up and say, come speak at my women's conferences. And yes, fantastic. Uh, and, and they can also go to got to pray.com as well. That's easier to remember. G O T T O pray.com okay, to get, to get a hold of you too. Yes. Okay, awesome. Well, Linda Evan Shepherd, thank you so much. And we'll be praying for you here at the station as you journey through, you know, the grief and loss, but the hope 
of your daughter and the work that you do. So thank you so much for being with me. Thank you, Melinda. Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of faithstrongtoday.com.